1: Now, enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston.
2: We have been looking at prayer for the past uh, five weeks, and today I, I want to repeat a, a sermon that I did two years ago so as to pull the, the sermons and prayer together. And it, the title of the message is Praying in Jesus' name, praying in Jesus' name. A man by the name of Harold Lamb told this story of a sales presentation that he made at a church board meeting. He said, my coworker and I were making a sales call to a rural Baptist church. We gave our presentation to the church board, and then the chairman walked to the altar and knelt down. After a minute of silent prayer, he returned and announced in a solemn tone that the Lord, Lord, tells him we should wait. Then my colleague responded by walking to the altar and kneeling down. Then he returned to the group, looked at the chairman, and declared, the Lord wants to talk with you again. I'm not sure either man was actually praying, but it is interesting that both men saw prayer as a way of getting what they wanted. Now, there's nothing wrong with using prayer to get what you want. In fact, Jesus told his disciples in John uh, chapter 14, 13 and 14, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it because the work of the Son brings glory to the Father. Yes, ask anything in my name and I will do it. These words contain a remarkable promise. They tell us that whatever we ask, anything at all, If we ask it in the name of Jesus, he will do it for us. It will be hard to find a promise with um, broader implications. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. So what does it mean to pray in Jesus' name? It means much more than we have assumed in our, in our tradition, praying in Jesus' name refers to a certain formula we add at the end of our prayers. The fact is, we are so used to hearing, in Jesus' name, amen, that we feel uncomfortable if we don't hear it when someone prays. We wonder if the person is somehow ashamed of Jesus' name. And we also suspect that the prayer is a bit illegal because it doesn't end the way we think it should. One part of that might be, might be correct. True praying, Christian praying, is always in Jesus' name. If we deliberately drop the name of Jesus, then our prayers can hardly be called Christian so there is a sense in which every prayer we pray should always be offered in the name of Jesus. The promise of John fourteen thirteen deals with much more than saying a few words and then uh, saying amen. Suppose, for example, you pray, Heavenly Father, I ask you to give me $10 million in small unmarked bills... In three medium-sized suitcases, and I'd like the money at my front door tomorrow morning. In Jesus' name, amen. (laughs) How now I could pray that way, and I might be even sincere, but we all understand that to pray like that is a misuse of prayer and also a misuse of the name of Jesus. To pray in Jesus' name is to pray based on who he is with his authority in order that his reputation might be enhanced in the world. So let me illustrate further. Suppose I go to the Bank of Boston, downtown, or the Citizens Bank, and ask for $10 million in small, unmarked bills in three medium-sized suitcases. After the teller stops laughing... (laughs) I'll be quickly shown the door because I don't have $10 million to my name or anything close to it. But now, suppose I go back with a check made out, um, my name, in the amount of $10 million signed by Bill Gates, the richest man in the world. Once the bank determines that the signature is genuine... I'll get the money because Bill Gates is a multi-billionaire. That's like pocket change to him. If I go to the bank in my own name, they laugh at me, but if I go in the name of Bill Gates, they will respond to me and treat me with respect. Now, praying in Jesus' name is like signing his name to our prayers. In a sense, you are saying to God, Jesus told me to pray this prayer. And what do you think the Father will do with a prayer truly truly signed by his Son? He'll grant it, of course, because he always honors what the Son wants. But let us look more specifically at what it means when we pray in Jesus' name. And from your outline, you can see that uh, when we pray in Jesus' name, we are confessing that Jesus is the only way to God. Jesus is the only way to God. Hebrews chapter 10, 19 through 22 says, And so, dear brothers and sisters we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. This is the new life-giving way that Christ has opened up for us through the sacred curtain by means of his death for us. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's people, let us go right into the presence of God with true hearts fully trusting him. See, by the offering of his own body, Jesus has made a way past the veil into the throne room of God. In the Old Testament, a thick curtain separated the holy place from the holy of holies in in the temple, which only the high priest could enter once a year on the Day of Atonement. That thick curtain constantly reminded the people that they could not approach God directly but only through a priestly mediator. But in his death, Jesus Christ rent the veil and entered God's presence. And because we are united with him in faith, wherever he goes, we go with him. It is precisely in this sense that every Christian prayer is offered in Jesus' name for it is only by virtue of what Jesus has accomplished that any of us may come into the presence of a holy God. To approach God apart from Jesus Christ is a guarantee that we will not be uh, listened to. You may pray in the name of Muhammad, in the name of Joseph Smith or Mary Baker Eddy or any other religious leaders you choose to follow. But it will do no good. The only one who can bring you into God's presence is the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Apostle Paul tells us in 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 5, For there is only one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and people. He is the man, Christ Jesus. You see, if you do not come in the name of Jesus Christ, then there is no point in going at all. With that in mind, it might be better to start our praying by referring to Jesus' name. The precise formula isn't really critical here, but you could uh, start your prayer by saying something like this, Heavenly Father... I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son and my Savior. I claim no merit of my own and acknowledge that I cannot stand in your presence apart from the merit of my Redeemer who shed his blood for me. By starting a prayer this way, you are establishing up front the fact that it is only by virtue of Jesus Christ that you are able to pray at all. So the The first meaning of praying the name of Jesus is that we are confessing that Jesus is the only way to God. And the second uh, thing is we are acknowledging that Jesus is the supreme name in the universe. Jesus is the supreme name in the universe. Philippians chapter uh, 2, 9 through 11 says, Therefore God exalted him... by virtue of his victorious resurrection from the dead and ascension into heaven to be by the right hand of God, God has exalted him to the very highest place in the universe. He has the greatest name in the universe. No one can be compared to him. He is number one and there is no number two. It is not as if Jesus is at the top of the heap and everyone else is at the bottom. No, he stands alone. He is in a category all by himself. His name is the greatest name of all. But a third meaning is that when we stand, when we pray in the name of Jesus, we are admitting that there is no power to answer our prayers in any other name. There is no power to answer our prayers in any other name. After all, if you could answer your own prayers, then why bother to pray at all? The whole point of prayer is to admit our total dependence on God. And we come to God in Jesus' name because, as Peter says in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. Amen. Dr. Tony Evans, um, whose broadcast Urban Alternative uh, some of you have listened to, and who is a pastor in Dallas, was asked to give the opening prayer for the Texas State Legislature in Austin, Texas. Before he prayed, he was asked not to mention the name of Jesus, because it might offend the non-Christians who were in the, in the audience. Dr. Evans replied that when he prayed to God, he was praying to Jesus, and in Jesus' name, because Jesus is God incarnate. He also pointed out that he was about to ask God to do some specific things in the legislature and in the state of Texas. And then he asked, well, who is going to answer that prayer if I don't pray in Jesus' name? He is the only one with the power to do what I ask. No, Tony Evans was, was, was correct. If we don't pray in Jesus' name, why bother praying at all? But a fourth Meaning is that when we pray in Jesus in Jesus' name, we are submitting our will to his will because he knows what is best because he knows what is best. just a few hours after he gave the disciples this prayer in john fourteen thirteen and or this promise in john fourteen thirteen and fourteen Jesus was agonizing in prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. There he prayed three times that the cup of suffering might be removed from him, and three times God said no. Jesus' response is found in Luke chapter 22 and verse 42. Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want... I want your will, not mine. See, if Jesus had to pray this way, then how much more do we? Sometimes our prayers are like uh, little children running up to their father saying, Daddy, give me this, give me this, give me that. And we wonder why our prayers seem to have so little effect. To pray in Jesus' name means that you submit your life to the will of Christ as Christ submitted his will to his Heavenly Father. After pouring out our hearts to God, we should say, Lord Jesus, I want what you want. When we pray this way, we may ask whatever we want, and because we are submissive to God's will, we may be sure that our prayers will be answered every time. But number five. When we pray in Jesus' name, we are asking that God's reputation be enhanced through the answer to our prayers. John 14 and 13 says this very clearly. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. This is the purpose of all of our prayers should be to bring glory to the Father. After all, this is why Jesus came to earth. That same night, Jesus, knowing that his death was less than 24 hours away, he prayed this prayer in John chapter 17 and verse 1. After Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed, Father, The time has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. You see, to glorify God means many things, not the least of which is to enhance God's reputation in the world. When our requests will glorify God, we may be sure that they will be answered, because we are doing it for the glory of God, not just for our personal benefit. And all of us who are praying daily for God's blessings on People's Baptist Church will see your prayers answered. Because our one desire is to glorify God by seeing souls saved, by seeing the work of Christ's kingdom uh, built up in this city. We are seeking first the kingdom of God, and when we do that, then he will answer our prayers. You see, when God comes first in our prayers, when we truly want to glorify him, we can rest assured knowing that the details of life that often consume us will be taken care of by our Heavenly Father. And many of us have, uh, could tell stories of how God answered our prayers and met our need because we placed him first and his kingdom first. And so we need to place the kingdom of God first. And this is what we are trying to do for the next hundred days here at People's Baptist Church, where we talk to the Father about the work of his Son in his church so that the church may be a strong church that... um, that will do the work that God wants us to do, and that God will receive the glory and the praise. Amen. But number six, when we pray in Jesus' name, we are asking that everything we ask for be consistent with God's character, God's will, and God's word. Romans 10 and verse 13 tells us, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord Will be saved. Now, millions of people are going to heaven because they have called upon Jesus to save them and they discovered that the Lord was as good as His word. But this verse is more than a salvation verse, it is also an invitation to true Christian prayer. Calling on the name of the Lord means asking for that which is consistent with all that Jesus is, all that he says, and all that he wants to accomplish in the world. Or we can say it this way. You cannot lie or steal in Jesus' name. You cannot ask God to bless your sin in Jesus' name. You cannot swear in Jesus' name. You cannot ask God to bless your rage in Jesus' name. You see, if your prayer is not consistent with God's character, God's will, and God's word, then you aren't praying in Jesus' name, no matter what words you use. To pray in Jesus' name means to pray with authority according to his will, with his approval, and consistent with who he is. Stated differently... To pray in Jesus' name is to pray exactly what Jesus would pray in that particular situation. It means praying as if Jesus were praying instead of you. If we truly understand what it means to pray in Jesus' name, then it should do at least five things for us. Number one, it should fill our prayers with praise and thanksgiving to God. Because through Christ, we have access to the throne room of the universe. By grace and grace alone, we have been brought into God's presence. But number two, it should send us back to the scriptures. After all, where will we learn who Christ is and what he wants to do if not in the written word? So fill your hearts with God's word and your prayers will soon reflect God's priorities. This is the true meaning of Psalm 37 and verse 4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. But a third lesson that we should learn from this is that it should deepen our sense of total dependence on Christ. We pray in Jesus' name precisely because our own name carries no weight at all with the Almighty. And four, it should cause us to, uh, to ask, Lord, what do you want to do or me to do in this situation? It could be a job situation. The purchasing of a home, finding an apartment, making a business decision, deciding where to go to college, what to do with an elderly parent, or what to do about a health situation that you have. Matters such as these occupy a large percentage of each day in our lives. And if we are honest, we must say that quite often we simply don't know what God's will is in the situation that we find ourselves in. Perhaps we would be better off to ask the Lord to show us what he wants us to do and then pray that his will might be done. And then, number five, it should cause us to pray more for God's glory and less for our own gratification. You see, in this we have, we have the Lord's Prayer as a good model for praying. It contains six petitions— The first three deals with the Father, his name, his kingdom, and his will. The last three deals with our needs for provision, for pardon, and for protection. It is never wrong to pray for our own needs, but if we follow the Lord's prayer, we will begin our our prayers with a focus on God and his glory. And that focus will help us to put our needs into true perspective. Jesus promised that he will do whatever we ask in his name. Jesus has what everybody needs. If you have a problem, he has a solution. If you have a question, he has the answer. If you have a disease, he has a cure. If you have a crisis, he has the needed miracle. Whatever you may need, Jesus has it. If you need courage, Jesus has it. If you need comfort, Jesus has it. If you need joy, Jesus has it. If you need peace, Jesus has it. If you need a blessing, Jesus has it. He can do whatever needs to be done. If you need surgery, Jesus can do it. If you need deliverance from drugs, Jesus can do it. If you need deliverance from alcohol, Jesus can do it. If you need motivation, Jesus can do it. If you need your priorities adjusted, Jesus can do it. And if you need an attitude adjustment, Jesus can do that also. There's nobody like Jesus. He is the only one who can help us. There is no other name but the name of Jesus that we can take to the Father in heaven. And so he says, ask anything in my name and I will do it. Amen.
1: Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617 617- 617